talk a little bit today about the subject of the violent taking it by force. There is a violent faith, and we need to understand that some things that God intends for us to have, the promises of God, are not necessarily easily obtained. There needs to be some violent faith involved. Let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into your word, that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the eyes of our heart, that we would have understanding of your word, and then we can operate in wisdom and take, and take that knowledge and apply it skillfully to our life's situations. Now, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, and we all say today, amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I think the wisdom of God is a marvelous thing. And of course, the Bible, God's word is his revealed wisdom to mankind. If you have a little puppy dog, that puppy, of course, is the result of a male and a female dog getting together and producing a puppy. And that puppy will walk in what kind of wisdom? The wisdom of a dog, right? Because he's in the dog category. And if you have a little baby elephant, the baby elephant, uh, having been born from his parents, that little elephant will grow up and will walk in the wisdom of an elephant. Praise God. And I hear that elephants, they never forget anything. They have amazing long-term memories. Well, if you take a baby child and you have the parents, a mom and a dad, and that baby is born, that child will grow up to walk in the wisdom of mankind, the wisdom of man. And you know, that's, that's a lot higher than a puppy dog or an elephant. And the wisdom of man is wonderful, but it's still contained on the natural level. There is even a higher category that we can go to, and that would be even what we would call a level of divine wisdom, which is the wisdom of God. Because it says in James 3.17 that the wisdom of God is above. So it's, it's above any natural earthly wisdom, above any demonic wisdom, uh, far above, of course, any wisdom of the animal kingdom, but it's above all. So the wisdom of God is the supremacy of all wisdom, and we can walk in that. And I think the amazing thing about God's Word and the wisdom found in God's Word is that there is relevant wisdom or a relevant word for the situation that we are now facing in our lives. And that's what I want to talk today, because I believe that there's a now word to understand that just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not God. There are some things you're going to have to really exert yourself in an effort to acquire them by faith, because it won't come easy. And you have to use your faith, and you need to understand that. But God's still going to help you. You're still going to get it. But you will find that there are obstacles and difficulties along the path. And the wisdom of God is to know that you must apply to your situation right now. As a now relevant wisdom word, you must apply even what the Bible would call violent faith. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 10, verse 48. Then many warned him. Now this would be Bartimaeus, who is blind and is believing God for the uh, opening of his eyes to be able to see. Wouldn't that be nice? 
if you're a blind person and you would think the whole church would get behind you right and say yes go Bartimaeus go up and receive your miracle from the Lord but even sometimes in church there can be those that would even be a hindrance in the sense that they are not on the same wavelength of faith they don't know that God's good they, they, they actually think that God is a God that's a legalist, that's just ready to jump on you and hit you over the head with a hammer if you make some kind of mistake. But God is our Father, and He's a good Father, a loving Father, and He wants to help us. And so sometimes you'll come across those even in the body of Christ who not intentionally trying to be a detriment to your faith, nevertheless would endeavor to do so by their words even perhaps their actions, and they tried to hold you back. But you're going to have to be bold and persistent, even somewhat violent in your faith. Look at verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet. Bartimaeus, be quiet. Now, they just didn't tell him to be quiet. They warned him, hey, you'd better be quiet or else. We're going to haul you out of here. We know, we're, we know you're blind. We're going to have some compassion on you. But if you don't, if you don't quiet down, we're going to take you behind the building and rough you up a little bit. Be quiet. They warned him. Stop it. Don't do that anymore. Wow. And all he's trying to do is believe God for something good, the, the healing of his eyes. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. And that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Uh, I mean, there is something in you that can rise up and say, you know what? I am not going to be denied. And if I have to crawl around on my hands and knees and shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, I don't care. So go ahead and kick me. Go ahead and, you know, and uh, uh, verbally abuse me. Do whatever you need to do. But I'm not going to stop. Matter of fact, I'm going to get louder. And that, that is a violent faith that can rise up that just says, I am not going to be a victim of my circumstances. I am not going to let... Um, these other things control my life. I'm going to control my life with my faith in the Word of God, and it's going to make my life beautiful, and it's going to make my life be the way that God intends for it to be. Is it easy? No, it's not. You'll have many things that will try to squelch your faith, that will try to hinder you from stepping in, and there's something fully that God wants you to step into. So you're really going to have to push you're going to, have to learn to push and keep on pushing and keep on pushing. Keep on crying out, as Bartimaeus did, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, a messianic title that the Jews said that when the Messiah would come, he could be identified with the title known as Son of David. What's Bartimaeus saying? He's basically saying, Hey, I don't, I not only believe you're a prophet, I not only believe that you are you know, a great religious leader. I believe you're the promised foretold Messiah that all the Old Testament prophets have foretold and prophesied about. I, I believe you're the guy. And that, that actually stopped Jesus. But my friends, you're going to have to stop the Lord also with violent faith. If he had gotten quiet and if he would have gone over in the corner and shut up and just live his life as a meager, blind beggar, and quieted it down and behaved himself, he never would have received this miracle, and he never would have been recorded in Scripture. May the same boldness 
And I, I don't really know what made it kick in for Bartimaeus. I don't know why some, when they're told to shut up and sit down and be quiet, I don't know why they do it, but why you'll have a few that say, oh no, oh no, not only will I not be quiet, I'm going to get louder. And that's exactly what he did. And so there has to be something where there is a divine pushback and you walk in the wisdom of God. And, and the wisdom of God is really applying the knowledge of the truth. It's not so much what you know, it's taking it and applying it. That's what he's doing. He's applying the knowledge of the truth. He's operating in wisdom. And he's, what is that wisdom? Well, right now it's violent faith. It's just, no, I'm not giving up. And I'm not leaving here. If you have, to, if you're going to haul me away, I'll I'll scream as loud as I can while you're hauling me away. <laughs> oh, glory to the Lord! So you need to keep trying. You keep need to keep asking, seeking, and knocking, and just be determined because there's an answer for you, Pastor Stephen. I haven't received it yet. Well, the Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask God without doubting, without wavering. And God's going to give you that wisdom that you need. I feel that a, a direct aspect of this wisdom is a big element of it is just don't give up. Keep on because that breakthrough is, will come. What you need to do will be revealed, but you need to keep moving forward and really keep, uh, keep uh, your, your foot on that faith gas pedal. Push it down. Stay in hot pursuit of the Lord and don't abandon your dreams and your calling and you uh, don't abandon those things that you know that God has put in your heart. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see the same thing in another uh, scripture in the gospel of Mark. This would be Mark chapter two. And we can see this in verse three and four. Oh, by the way, uh, Bartimaeus got his miracle and he left. He left that meeting, that outdoor meeting seeing and then everybody's on the bandwagon. Yep. Way to go, Bartimaeus. We were there with you all the time. Yeah, right. No, it, it was uphill all the way. All the, but see, everybody likes a winner. Suddenly when you're a winner, everybody wants to be on the team of a who? Of a winner. Okay. So now there's momentum. But don't be surprised if you have to go uphill alone. Woo! Praise the Lord. But it, it could turn real quick. That's why you need to be the one that sticks with it and breaks through. Because if you break through, you, you will be a catalyst for others to break through. Praise God. Verse 3, then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, oh, well, if this scripture were referring to some people, they could not come near him because of the crowd, if it were referred to even some Christians, the rest of the scripture would say, and they turn around, they turned around and went home and they said amongst themselves, well, there was too big of a crowd. No use trying today. I guess it just wasn't meant to be. Oh no, no, there needs to be a violent faith. Now remember, I believe this is a now word for you. This is the wisdom of God speaking to you in your present situation. Verse four says, and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Well, they let the guy down on the bed right before Jesus, where he was teaching at. So you have to surround yourself, preferably with people of faith. Here's four guys that are willing to cl uh, climb up on a roof, carry a paralyzed man up on the roof. And you know, there's a point where you say, hey, I I'm aware of legality. 
I'm aware of safety hazards. I'm aware of the high potential of being sued here if something goes wrong. <laughs> but there's another point where the guy that, that's mainly, you know, this is for this person, and he's saying, go, go, come on, carry me, that you just throw caution to the wind because you're in faith and God's with you. And if God can be for you, who can be against you? And you're pursuing the will of God. We're not talking about recklessness or craziness, okay? We're talking about going after the things of God that rightfully belong to you. Uh, and there, there's a place where you have to just be violent and say, you know what? We have no other options. And uh, you know what? This is not something that we normally do. We're not normally taking out a ladder, hauling a paralyzed man up on top of a roof. We know this is a little bit out of the box. This is certainly unorthodox. This is not something we do every day. Perhaps this is something we've never done before, but this is the only thing we can do. And so this is our only shot. We're going for it right now. And they're up on the roof, not just up on the roof, and making sure he doesn't slide off the roof. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the roof was flat. Perhaps it was. But they tore the roof open. This, this, is, this is pushing the envelope a little bit. And, I, you know, uh, there, there's just a place in faith where you're going to have to be persistent. It will not come easy. And you're going to have to be resilient. You're going to have to understand that there will be discouragements, that a door may close. But look for the other door. And if you can't get through the door, figure out a way to get up on the roof, praise the Lord. But something will open up. But you're going to have to really give it your best. You're going to have to really give it. Even a second effort, third effort, whatever it takes, just don't stop. Keep pushing and push even harder. And this thing will rise up within you, this, this thing of faith that, that says, I'm going to be the one that breaks through. See, they broke through. And they got the miracle. But you have to be the one that breaks through. Praise God. Glory to God today. Mm -mm. There are so many things that try to hold down the people of God. Whether it's sickness. Whether it's not enough money. Whether it's closed doors. Lack of opportunity. So these things that hold down or act, actually they're forces that are holding down the people of God. So what you need is a stronger force to overthrow the negative force that is trying to lock you down into a place where your destiny is abandoned, where your potential is unfulfilled, and where the very obviously revealed promises of God are never obtained. So you need a stronger force that would break through the negative forces of the enemy and of the fallen world system so that you can do what God has called you to do. We see this very clearly in Matthew chapter 11. Praise God. This would be verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent, the violent take it by force. I know that you're a nice person, and that's good. The Bible says, let your gentleness be known to all. But we're talking here about a spiritual violence. We're not talking about somebody who's hot-headed. We're, uh, we're not talking about somebody who carries around brass knuckles in their pocket. We're not talking about somebody who's wanting to get physical. No, we're just talking about somebody who, when it comes to faith, says, I overcome the world with my faith in the Word of God. 
and I'm going to have what God said is my inheritance, what God said is promised to me, and I'm going to get it. Uh, Look, I'll tell you, there is a force that will try to keep you from getting your healing. If you think that you could just get healed, just you know, real easy. And maybe you read, have read a few testimonies and, uh, and you think, well, that it sounded like it was easy for them. Those are the rare testimonies. Those are the rare testimonies. And uh, honestly, a lot of times when you read testimonies, if you will examine them closely, you will realize that that person was writing. I'm talking about the easy testimonies. That person was writing on the, the coattails of somebody else's faith. That's how they got it so easy. In many ways, it wasn't even their faith. It was somebody who else had strong faith, and there was the right anointing, the right atmosphere, and they just came into that at the right time and at the right moment, and they got it. Well, that's nice. I do hope, though, that they learn how to keep it, because if you never really understand faith and you get it, it sure is easy to lose that blessing when the enemy loops back around and shows up maybe six weeks or six months later, sometimes six hours later, and the blessing is robbed and stolen. Why? Well, you don't know how you got it, so you don't even really know how to keep it. But when you, when you learn the principles and the dynamics of faith, and you're working this, and you take it through your own understanding of the knowledge of God's Word and the faith principles, then the enemy knows, well, you know what he has such good understanding of the mechanics of faith uh it's not like we can just go in there and steal this from him because he's got he or she has too much knowledge so the the main the main thrust is block them from ever getting it in the first place because if you get it you will break through and not only will you break through most likely when you break through you're even going to push it deeper into deeper levels of god's blessing So there's an all-out barricade that the enemy tries to put up so that you never get into that territory in the first place. But you're going through. You're going through. It may be a fight of faith. Most likely, 99% of the time, it will be. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise God. But you're going to get it. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So I know, let me jump back to that. I know that you're a nice, sweet person. I know that you smile. I know that you love Jesus. I know that you love the pet bunny rabbits and that you love to hold kitty cats. And I know that you love to look at sweet things such as baby animals and things that make you smile and happy. I know that you like to stop and smell the flowers and enjoy the fragrance of a rose. And I know that you're not really a person that uh, is, uh, how can we say, militant or something like that. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe you are. Maybe you are uh, a military person watching me. Maybe you are a a pro athlete and you're you're used to uh, contact in a very, very heavy way. I, I know what that is like. Praise the Lord. See, see in, in contact sports, after you have been hit for a while, if you've never been in it, you look at it, you think violence, and it is. But after you've been in, in it for a while, when, when you've been knocked out cold, when you've been hit, when you've knocked somebody else out cold, when you, when you have gone through all of that, and you've had your body thrown around and, and really roughed up, it's, it's uh, to you, it's just, it actually can become normal. 
that that's a strange world isn't it but you see guys that are in boxing or these other contact sometimes violent contact sports there there is a place where you can acclimate to that and it's just your job it's what you do and you you walk into it and you you are psychologically you you get prepared for it and your body begins to even get used to it and you know it just is what it is but of course preferably you don't want to live in that long term because uh, there can be damage that carries on into your latter years a lot of retired athletes in contact sports now understand that and they're having hip replacements knee replacements and you know you're only 40 years old and your body is broken and it's you know it's difficult a lot of these uh men that come out of special forces that that were on these elite teams of you know very advanced training you know by their mid-30s oftentimes their bodies are shot these are guys that have been shot out of the sky in helicopters they have they have pushed their bodies and their minds to limits that most people would never uh, even get into realms like that but th- they need to retire by the age of 40 because their bodies are done usually praise god but my friends there is a different type of violence we can all step into and even if you're a nice sweet person and you love flowers and you love art and you have never raised your voice in your life there's a place though in faith well, you can raise your voice and say in the name of Jesus, I'm coming through and I'm going to have this and no devil in hell is going to block it. Praise God. And if you don't get like that, if you don't get like that in the spirit, not in the flesh, but if you don't get like that in the spirit, there will be certain realms you cannot get into. I'm talking about realms of blessing. The enemy will really, really fight you on your healing. And you're going to, I'll be honest, you're going to have to take it by force. <laughs> yes. Pastor Stephen, I've been sick for a long time. I can't quite understand what's going on. Well, what's going on is the enemy doesn't want you to have it. Because you'll testify. You'll tell people what God has done. And it, it blesses you first and foremost. And he, he, the enemy doesn't want you to have that. And so you're going to have to be violent with your faith. And if there's a meeting that you need to get into, you need to get into that meeting. And by the way, if there ever is a meeting that you're supposed to get to, you'll have all hell trying to block you from getting to that meeting. Suddenly, everything under the sun will pop up of why you can't get to that meeting. The weather's bad. This is not working out. Problems here. Problems there. And, And you know what? People that are not violent in faith, they skip the meeting. And, and, and they, they, they don't even understand you missed most likely a miracle breakthrough. That's why there's so much resistance. Well, it wasn't meant to be. Well, yeah, it wasn't meant to be from the devil's perspective. From God's perspective, there was a miracle waiting. You, didn't, you just didn't push hard enough. Praise the Lord. A lot of people give up. And sometimes they give up real, real close. But never that doesn't matter. Even if, if you're close to the finish line. Or a long ways off from the finish line. If you gave up, it doesn't matter. You never crossed the finish line. You have to push. The violent take it. They take it by force. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whether it's your healing, whether it's coming into a place of prosperity where you can be a greater blessing and you can be great, more greatly blessed yourself, there will be a fight of faith for these things. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. But I just really sense to tell you today that the enemy will really fight your healing. Absolutely. He, he will fight it with everything. But you can't see this. This is all going behind on behind the scenes. From the natural perspective, it just looks like difficult circumstances. But from the from the spiritual perspective behind the scenes, the enemy is like, let's throw every obstacle at, at that, uh, at the path of this saint who's trying to progress to block them so that they stay sick for the rest of their life. And the devil, the devil already knows you're going to make heaven. You're saved. You're not giving up on your salvation. You will never abandon Jesus if you're sick for the rest of your life. But the enemy is reconciled to the fact that that soul will eventually reach heaven. But we're going to make it just as miserable as we can while that person is on the planet earth. And we're going to make it almost, almost as hard as can be for that person to get their blessing, their healing. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to have violent faith. Praise the Lord. You know what? Those individuals earlier this year that completed the 40-day prayer challenge of getting up every morning by 7 o'clock and praying for an extended amount of time, a tithe of their time. We had, we had several miracles of healing that took place out of people getting so violent with their faith that they said, Lord, I'm going to draw near to you in such a way that I've never done before, where I, I'm just going to press in and I'm going to make contact with you. And there, and there were, there were nothing short of miracles that were testified to out of that sinus miracles, healing miracles and the rotator cuff, other types of things. It was just, it was just the power of God coming and touching the person and great glory and great power. But, oh, there was a price to pay. Absolutely. So I think you need to understand that. It's not God blocking. It's the enemy. Push with everything you've got. Healing healing is not cheap. Nothing from heaven is going to come cheap. It's not going to come easy. Praise the Lord. You need to understand that. And you need to have violent faith and rise up and say, I'm going to try again. I'm going to continue to believe I'm going to, I'm going to get to the meeting. I'm going to sow the seed. I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend more time in the word. I'm going to look again. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to go drive. I'm going to look again. I'm going to apply again. I am not going to be denied. And if I've got to do this every day for the rest of my life, I'm going to do it because I'm breaking through. Do you see, do you see that attitude It's an attitude of violent faith? And if you do that, you will break through. The Lord will meet you. But that's the kind of faith that is required to break through into these areas where the enemy can be very stubborn at. Woo! So you've got to be more violent than his, than his um, standards of blockade. You've got to be more violent. And if he builds a wall, you've got to have violent faith that just that there's enough faith. You just say, we're going to blow that wall up with dynamite faith. If that's what he's going to do, if that's how hard he is, if that's the resistance he's putting up, which is pretty stiff, well, we'll just get more dynamite than what he's got in wall material. And we're going to blow that completely away. Try harder, pray longer, spend more time in the word. Just get so adamant, just get so locked in. 
And the next thing you know, it's starting to go and you're going through and you're going through. And what will happen is the Lord will begin to send angels a breakthrough into your life. Because the Bible says that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers him. So if you want an angel to show up in your life, have violent faith and you'll start to see things clear. You'll start to see God making a way through that angel. That angel will make a way. I'm telling you what God can send an angel and that angel can make a way for you. And the next thing you know, you're out while all the others who laughed and mocked and and also all the others who did not apply their faith, they're still stuck in that situation. They're still stuck. And unless they start using their faith and believing what God said and, uh, and really basing their life upon the principles of God's word, they will never come out of those stuck positions. But that will not be your story. Woo! Glory to God. People are getting free. You can be that catalyst that others look at and say, that person broke through. I personally know that person. And God did it for them. God's going to do it for me. And so that's what you're doing. You're trailblazing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Family members look at you. Church people look at you. The lost look at you. And they like, they like what God's doing in your life. Woo, praise God. Please lift your hands right now. Father, I pray for those that want to break through. Now, we thank you that there's an anointing. There is the power of your spirit. But, Father, we thank you that that anointing comes often as a result of violent faith that will simply not accept defeat or a standard of living below what you said is our rightful inheritance. So, fathers, we hold to your word and refuse to get up and also push with new kingdom advancements. We thank you. I, we thank you for what you're doing. Right now, Father God, send angels into the lives of your people. That is, they're pushing with a renewed effort and a renewed determination. Send angels, oh God. We thank you, Father God, that the angels will push back the negative environments and the healing power of Jesus will flow and will touch them in that area of healing that's needed, that miracle that's needed. Lord, we thank you for atmospheres uh, that are charged with faith and dynamic power. We thank you, Father, for coming on the scene to meet the needs of your people. We thank you. We give you praise. Try again. Don't ever give up. Try again. Try harder. Get louder like Bartimaeus. Let your confession come out of your mouth. I know that some of you are very calm. You're very mild-mannered. You speak in in even a very soft voice. But with a violent faith in Christ, not in the flesh, but in Christ in the Spirit, say, I will not be denied. I'm going through this time. This time the miracle is mine. Praise God. And watch what God will do. I'm, I'm telling you what, this is, this is the area of miracles. Father, we thank you. Bless your people. Let the angels be sent to them for miracles and breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. I tell you what, you are pushing into something today. You are pushing into something, something beautiful, something glorious. You, you're pushing into something that's even touching on the area of legacy. 
Oh, glory to God. A legacy blessing. Mm-mm. What's that, Pastor Stephen? Well, that's something that should the Lord tarry could even outlive you. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Please, let's take communion together. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Father, we bless it. We consecrate it as we take communion together. As a body of believers around the world, we thank you. We consecrate this. Father, we thank you that this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The wisdom of God is flowing right now to your mind, to your understanding, what you should do next. The wisdom of God brings light. The light on your face is getting brighter and brighter. Your path is getting clearer, knowing what to do and doing it, knowing what to do, the knowledge of God and doing it, applying it, the wisdom of God, the application of truth, the wisdom of God. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you also speak through your body, that sometimes you'll have another believer say something, and out of their mouth will come the answer that we need. We thank you, Father, that within the body you supply answers. Within your word you supply answers. Thank you, Father, even out of the mouth of a child, wisdom can come forth wisdom can come forth that's not human wisdom it's divine wisdom coming from on high father we thank you we receive the body of christ and we're looking and believing for you to give us wisdom to move forward with violent faith we're taking what you have told us is rightfully ours we praise you father let us now receive the body of our lord jesus christ Wisdom is flowing. What to do? Which direction to go? The, the right decision to make. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we are in the family of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son in whom we have redemption through his shed blood, the forgiveness of our sins as mentioned in Colossians chapter one. Father, we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins that as soon as we confess them, that the curtain of the blood of Jesus the forgiveness of you, O God, is closer than even a curtain behind us touching the back of our heels. That you have no memory of our sins at all, that they're completely washed away and forgiven. And we move forward with each new day, even with each new moment. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, that we are in Christ. Therefore, we are the righteousness of Christ the righteousness of you, O God, in Christ. We receive by faith this, this exalted and blessed position. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Let's receive it now.
Praise God. Refuse to be denied on what God said is rightfully yours, whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whether it is a position of being blessed. Refuse to be denied. There is a way, there is a path for which the blessing can be acquired. You possess it through faith and patience and walking in the wisdom of God applying that violent faith. Lord, there must be a way. Lord, show me the way. Lord, I refuse to give up. Lord, the door's closed. How can we get on the roof? Lord, what else can we do? God will show it to you. His wisdom is flowing. Be expecting it by faith. Praising for it in Jesus' name. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.